What's up, Islanders? It's your man Bombo here with your weekly waiver wire and moves to make for week 10. As we have said before, we try not to cover guys that we already told you to pick up weeks ago. We like to keep it fresh and make sure we are early, not late. But first things first, like, follow, subscribe to all things Fantasy Island Pod, wherever you find your favorite shows. Drop a comment as well. We love to hear from the listeners. Let's hit the wire. It's going to be a little slim pickings here on the waiver wire, but there are some high quality names and we have a bonus name that just popped up on our radar as of a couple hours ago. So let's jump right in. We're going to start out the quarterback position with Josh Dobbs for the Vikings. Came in relief this past week, threw for 150 yards and two touchdowns, added 66 yards on the ground. Hey, you know what? Josh Dobbs gets moved around a lot and traded for a lot. You can look at it as he's not good enough to stick with a team, or you can look at it as a lot of teams want to see what Josh Dobbs can do. I like to think of it as the leader. Josh Dobbs is kind of an experiment. Teams are seeing what he has to offer. For what we know of Josh Dobbs, he's a real smart player, real cerebral. He has physical gifts. I think what's holding him back is the stability. He has not been able to stay with one team, really grasp the offense, and really get a shot as somebody that could possibly be taking over a franchise going forward. I'm not saying that's what's happening now in Minnesota. You never know. If he sticks around, he's putting up these kind of numbers in two quarters. Uh, Josh Dobbs does have it in him. And in Minnesota, I think he has way more weapons than he had in Arizona, especially if Justin Jefferson comes back and he develops a rapport with Josh Dobbs. I don't think the Vikings are tanking. They made that move for Josh Dobbs. They are probably trying to see what they have. and. That could work out if you pick him up off the waiver wire, especially if you're hurting at the quarterback position because you were running out there with a Kirk Cousins or you've just been streaming. You can do way worse than Josh Jobs. And another player that we're going to mention him, even though we mentioned weeks ago that you should pick him up or at least have him on your radar for a stash, is Keaton Mitchell from the Ravens. He went off for 138 yards and one touchdown, and it's how he did it. It was big plays, big chunk plays. Plays that we love to see as fantasy owners. The guy's just taking it to the house in a cloud of dust. He's the fastest out of all of the Baltimore running backs. Just reel in your expectations um, because he is, if anything, he just worked himself into a committee. Now, on the positive side, I think he just worked himself into a two running back committee, but it's still a three-headed committee when you count Lamar Jackson and what he does on the ground. But with Lamar really opening up that rapport with his receivers and starting to air it out. I think it's a two-man committee between Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell has earned it, but buyer beware. If you're picking up off the waiver wire, I'm going to throw a name at you from Fantasy Pass. It was Tyson Williams with the Baltimore Ravens. He came out on week one a couple of years back as the third guy on the depth chart when the Ravens were dealing with a ton of running back injuries. And he balled out on a Monday night only to never be seen ever again and reduced to the practice squad later on, replaced by Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that this is going to happen with Keaton Mitchell. I think he's here to stay. I think the coaching staff likes him. I think the fans like him. And they stuck with him through his IR stint. And he's going to be a part of this committee. They're not going to be handing the keys over to one running back in Baltimore. Anyone that thinks that hasn't been playing fantasy long enough or they just haven't been paying attention. There's not going to be a workhorse in Baltimore. So the best we could hope for is 
He's a part of a committee and he's doing the most with his touches when he gets the ball. I believe in Keaton Mitchell's ability. I believe in his speed. He definitely should be rostered. Just don't start him quite yet. See how it pans out. A tight end to get off the waiver wire. Cade Otten from the Bucks. He goes for six catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns this past week. Hey, look, Baker Mayfield is trying to stick around. He wants to keep this job. I think the Bucks want to keep Baker. I mean, he's not losing the job. The Bucs are losing games, but there's other things that are going on with the Bucs besides the quarterback play. And Baker's doing his best to get all of his weapons the ball. Plus, the Bucs are still in a division race. Nobody's truly out of it in the NFC South. Kate Otten should be rostered. If you need a spot, start him, spot, start him. But he's far from a waiver wire wonder like a Sam Laporta for guys that got on him early or even a Trey McBride. But Kate Otten as the fourth option, sometimes third on this Bucks team, you can do worse, but he definitely should be rostered. In our bonus name, as of three hours ago, we hear that Carson Wentz has been signed by the Rams on their bye week. So he is officially the number two behind Matthew Stafford. That is a hell of a backup plan. Carson Wentz off the couch, coming in, possibly leading this Rams offense if Matthew Stafford continues to have that problem with his hand and he can't go. If anything, maybe it gives them a little bit more time to bring Stafford back, let him heal up a little bit, especially if Carson Wentz picks up on this offense on the fly during a bye week. Fantastic move by the Rams. They're going to try to get him up to speed. And when he does get up to speed, he has Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, and Kyron Williams all there on the offense. Hopefully they're all healthy after the bye week. So he's going to have the weapons. If they can get him a crash course in this offense, he can save these guys fantasy year until Matt Stafford gets back. And best case scenario, if you really want to go off script, he just pretty much balls out and earns the job. Possibly, you don't know. But if this injury turns out to be a little bit more serious for Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz is going to be the guy that keeps all of these fantasy options in LA relevant. Pick him up. And now some moves to make for week 10 that are going to help you for the rest of your season. The first thing I want to mention is Research the playoff schedules of your guys, guys that you potentially want to pick up, and guys you want to make a move for. Especially if you are a team that is sitting pretty in the winner's circle, you got a good record, you're living the high life, you're farting through silk. You want to make those moves that are going to impact your team during the fantasy playoffs. Whatever format your league is in that are the playoffs. You want your studs to be playing horrible defenses. You don't want anything that's going to cause any confusion in your lineup. You want to make sure you have your studs. And when I say confusion in your lineup, I mean you're really torn between a stud that you can start in this position and a stud that you can start in this position and there's only one spot for them. If anything, you want to stick with that one guy that you're going to ride with, that other player, try to make a move for him to get you a little bit more in another position. Speaking of making moves, another move to make, find the desperate owner in your league and exploit, exploit, exploit. And when I say desperate owner, I mean the guy that's either losing by 50 or losing by 0.50. The guy that cannot catch a break. No matter what lineup he puts out there, he's going to get beat by the team that put up the most points that week. 
in every league, there's that guy. Sleprock, the guy that just cannot catch a break. Find that guy and see what he's willing to do to improve his team. If he has some pieces that you want, maybe you can throw him some low ball offers, but at least you're getting the conversation going. And here's the thing. The guy will think he has an ally, especially if during the sales pitch, you're telling them, look, I'm sick of seeing your team lose. You got this guy, this guy, and this guy. You should be balling out. You just need to do this. Become sort of an ally with them. Make the right moves. Form that alliance. But when it comes down to it, when it's all said and done, you want to see this guy left in the dust with the rest of the guys in your league as you're hosting up that trophy at the end of the year. And another move I'm going to tell you guys to make when it comes to trades, Look at backup running backs, whether they be on the waiver wire, whether you own backup running backs. So if you want to make a move to get a piece from someone who owns Christian McCaffrey and you have Elijah Mitchell, throw Elijah Mitchell in to get that piece from the McCaffrey owner. Let him know, hey, I'll also throw in your handcuff. Use the term handcuff. It goes back to what we were saying previously. You want to let a guy know. Hey, in the long run, worst case scenario, this is going to help you out. I know it's going to help me out. Don't worry about how it's helping me out. Let's worry about how we're going to improve your team. The way we can improve another team, give that guy his handcuff. Plus, you're probably not going to use him anyway. If you did what we first said, start sticking with your studs. Now's the time to really be maximizing your rosters. Cut all the fat. Get rid of the fluff, just like we do here on Fantasy Island. Getting rid of all fluff. On behalf of Mr. Sweet Tea, and on behalf of Mr. R.W. King, I'm Bombo, and we'll talk to you next time.